This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 26, Documenting Your Travel. Hey guys, I am Becky Higgins and with me is my friend, my co-host, apparently my travel companion That's lately. Right. I don't know how that happened, but there you go. I mean, there's there's actually a lot of loud traffic in the background because we are traveling at this moment. Hey, Becky Profit. I didn't say your name. Hey, how you doing? It's me, Becky. The other <laughs> Becky. And you know what? Shockingly, we really love to travel. I don't know if you've heard. It's a just lot. something that we love to do. And it's not something we are doing all the time or anything, but it seems to be a hot topic lately it really does it's top of mind for us and and a lot of you because of the sharing that we've been doing and if you already listened to episode 25 woo, you're probably feeling inspired I'm hoping I'm hoping you have a trip that is on the horizon or on your brain or maybe even one that you have already booked and we can't Mm -hmm. wait to tell you about this next piece of information about how we enjoy and preserve and document our travel. But first, we are going to hear a word from this week's sponsor. Friends, I'm just going to give it to you straight. I love my pictures. (laughs) I'm serious. I have spent so much time, my entire life really, figuring out how to take good pictures. But nothing excites me more than being able to take these fantastic pictures with my phone. And that is why we want you to know all about my best tips and tricks for getting the very best pictures that are in my online course called Photo Tips and Workflow. The BH Classroom is a little corner on the internet that has quickly become a very happy place for thousands of documenters and wannabe documenters. And here's why. The two classes that exist there right now are changing the game for so many people who want to document their life experiences, including myself. What I'm learning is how I'm feeling empowered about all this and how it is making my life that much sweeter. Now, here is something that you need to know. The course called Making a Personal or Family Yearbook is going away, like forever, because this is a document-as-you-go project that most people start in January, and it's now March. We're shutting the doors on ever being able to have a seat in this class again. But here's the thing. I know that you want to document your personal or family stories. I know that you feel like it's impossible to start this right now, but I have created a mini course that I am going to give you for free when you sign up for this yearbook class right now. I am so excited for this mini course and let me tell you why. Because it will completely inform and empower you to begin a yearbook right now in March and be totally caught up in no time. You guys... Neither of us only started our yearbook until this month. And I'm telling you, the way Becky breaks it down in that mini course, you might be able to have happy tears because you will see your success with this. Visit classroom.beckyhiggins.com and enter Becky25 at checkout for the yearbook class specifically. You're going to save 25% and you're going to get the free bonus mini course before all of it goes away. This offer is only good until March 31st, 2019. You know how I feel about this, Becky. I really do. You know how excited I get. If we're talking about documenting or preserving memories of any kind, just give me the mic. (laughs) Seriously. And also on the flip side, you know how almost not important 
this was to me a few years ago. In fact, what documenting documenting yeah. that first trip we took to the Mediterranean. We didn't take that many pictures because I kept thinking like, I just want to be in the moment of this trip and I just don't want to be burdened with mm-hmm. the thoughts of documenting. And I can tell you 1000%. I regret that so deeply. And I have learned in the past couple of years and in specifically even in the past 12 months, how crucial and how important documenting your experiences is. Well, and that's a good point. I really appreciate that you're sharing that perspective because you know that my perspective is different, right? I've been a lifetime documenter. I live and breathe this stuff. I always take pictures wherever we go. But I think that the biggest thing that is important to point out right off the bat is that documenting, we're talking about travel specifically, but documenting really in general is whatever you want it to be. Correct. It does not have to be what I am suggesting. It doesn't have to be what you think it's supposed to be. And quite frankly, you really don't have to document. You don't have to be a documenter. You don't have to document your travels, but you have just shared how enhanced your travel experiences and quite frankly, your life is when you document. And I also think more than that, to be quite honest with you, as humans, we almost have a responsibility. We are, we are given and we create these stories in our lives and we are responsible to make sure that those stories can help us in the present, can help people in the future. And I really deeply have been, been thinking just what a responsibility I have to make my story mean something, to make the things that I experience help other people or show other people or inspire other people. And I really do feel like that is a responsibility each and every one of us have. That's a good point. And I love that you are saying that, Becky, because what's interesting to me is that we've known each other for what, not more than a couple of years now. Mm -hmm. And I have literally watched you bloom in your love of storytelling, of Mm -hmm. documenting, of preserving your experiences, your memories, your life. And that's going to look different for everybody and there's no right or wrong way, but it doesn't matter. That's not the point is like that is coming alive for you and I'm just watching it blossom and it's the most beautiful thing ever. It is. It's and I'll be so great. If my experiences don't mean more because every time I've documented properly, I feel like those experiences live on in a more vivid and real way. I'm able to revisit those moments. Right. And it's really, really cool. Like that's just it. That's the magic sauce right there. Before we start, I have to debunk one myth. Ooh. Because you know I love debunking myths and Do challenging it. people's thoughts. Did it. The myth would be that documenting interferes with your ability to experience a trip. Oh, I'll talk about that. False. <laughs> Did you want to talk false, about that? False, false, false. Yeah. No, I just wanted to say that on the front end. Well, I want all your goodness because you've actually really helped me in this area and specifically with travel. So I just can't wait to absorb all of your beautiful documenting tips. I'm just not mad that you brought that up. I think that that's a great place to start. Let's start there because I I want to also emphasize that what one does is not necessarily what you should do. I said that earlier in a different way, but I want to emphasize it again because you have experienced the sweetness of being a better documenter mm-hmm. or a different documenter. Um, or just starting to Or document, just being a documenter really <laughs> when you travel. And we'll talk specifically about documenting travel in this episode, but you guys know that that's what I live and breathe. And so, of course, from time to time here on the podcast, we will talk about documenting in general. But to keep things narrowed down and specific and honed in, 
when it comes to documenting travel, I love that you brought that up because I do believe that some people think and have this idea that's just a thought, just their own idea, that if you're documenting while you're traveling, then you are not being present. And I would like to argue. Can I argue with that? May uh, I? Yeah. Will I please just take do the, it? Okay. I personally, not speaking for anyone else on the planet, I personally feel greater presentness. Yes. During my travels, when I am looking for the details, the sights, the beauty in what I'm taking pictures of. I had to say that slowly because I'm thinking about my words. Right. I really mean that. I mm-hmm. really mean that my experience is enhanced when I am documenting the experience. That's not to say that everyone will respond the same way. I do not believe that everyone should be snap happy on their trips. And in fact... That brings me kind of to the point is that if you have experienced the notion of being too snap happy while you're traveling and it does take away from the experience or you do have people traveling with you who feel the brunt of that and feel a little bit maybe we'll say annoyed that you're constantly stopping them to take this picture, pose for that picture, do this, do that. If that's not their jam and that's all you're doing, then I believe that that can detract from the experience. So just be careful. Find your balance. Decide ahead of time what kind of experience you want to have. And that kind of brings me to where I really want to get going with this. And that is that when we were, Becky and I and our respective husbands and two other couples, the eight of us went to Italy recently. You got to listen to episode 25. You just got to. It's not about Italy, is it? No. It's about finding... about getting you on an experience that enhances your life. Yes. Okay. So listen to it. You just need to. All right. Now, having said that, while we were traveling... I, um, I did a lot of Instagram stories and Becky did that seem to invade with your experience as my traveling buddy. No, I wanted, and and I've been on several trips with her, lots of places. And I will tell you, I have been on trips with people before where I would have been like, man, this like picture taking is like, I'm stopping every 10 feet. I have never felt that way with the way that Becky documents. She documents beautifully, but I have never felt held back or intruded upon by her picture taking or her videoing or her documenting now let me tell you the secret sauce what's that okay i know you don't know well it it really plays into a lot of different things but here's the deal when you begin a trip with a plan and you actually begin with the end in mind something we bring up over and over and it never gets old Mm -hmm. you truly truly don't even take off for the trip until you begin with that end meaning that result that feeling that experience what do you want what do you want the trip to be and we talked about this in episode 25 in terms Mm -hmm. of the entire experience but i am here to say that the way that you document plays into that the way that you document your trip plays into the experience of the entire travel experience and what i mean by that is if you if you have in mind this goal that this trip is going to be basically like a photo walkabout Mm -hmm. and that could be a really fun creative exercise maybe it's just you and a friend or you and a spouse or a spouse that's hilarious one of those multiple spouses that would be crowded (laughs) and uncomfortable Uh, let's just say it's you and someone right and you're traveling and it's just the two of you and it's super low-key or whatever like you just have this creative experience that you want to have and you want to take all these pictures or make this video and that's kind of the goal great girl knock yourself out like that's fantastic right but if your goal is to strengthen the relationships with the people that you are with can you still take pictures and achieve that 
Yes. Totally. Totally. And that was the point I think you were bringing up, Becky, mm-hmm. is that the way that I take pictures is very much because my goal is to focus on the experience and the relationships and the place where I am. And oh, by the way, documenting is really special to me and it will help me to relive this over and over and over. And so when I take pictures, it will not interfere with the experience. That's just it. Well, you're documenting the experience and not experiencing the documenting. Ooh, girl. Look at you. I know. I'm, Put that I in really vinyl on your wall. A new leaf with this. It's true, though. Is you it's can, true. You can make your experience documenting or you can document your experience. And obviously, you want to be documenting your experience, right? It's so true. You really do. So just be thinking about that. Think about that before you travel. Think about the overall experience you want. And also, think about the actual documentation. Okay? I'm going to talk about that in just a second. But I want to make sure that you understand that there can absolutely be a balance between being present and also documenting. And this can and probably will vary from trip to trip. So you don't, I'm not suggesting that you decide that this is the person I am. This is the box I'm going to put myself in. No, we're not talking about boxes and we're not talking about labels and we're not talking about pigeonholing yourself into a situation where you're just saying, this is the way I document trips. No, no, thank you. How about we be open? How about we think a little bit broader and realize that from trip to trip, you can change what you do. And in fact, that has been one of my very favorite things about documenting travel. And that is that before the trip, and I'm talking about big trips, I usually don't think too, I don't overthink any sort of documenting when we do little trips, road trips that are smaller or that we repeat or whatever. But if we're, if we're leaving the continent or going somewhere far or leaving the country or whatever, we'll just call them bigger trips, then I usually take some thought, some time to think about it ahead of time. And I think, what's my goal in terms of documenting? And um, and this is separate from what's the goal of the entire trip, because I just talked through that. But when it comes to recording the experiences and memories, what might that look like? Mm-hmm. Well, you might think, I'm not creative. I don't have creative ideas. That's not the point. And I'm not inviting you to be creative. You don't have to be creative. Oh, no, you sure don't. But, no, I should say, and, I, I hardly yeah. say but. I'm really careful about that. And... When you take the opportunity to think ahead about the ways that you might want to document that might help the experience to be a little bit more special, there's something really fun that happens with that. Let me give you a couple of examples because I have a feeling I may not be making sense yet, but stick with me. Example number one, when our family went to Hawaii a few years ago, this was, we had been there a few times already. We love Hawaii. It's actually our family's favorite place to go. We don't go every single year. We've just been a handful of times, but still we've been there, right? So it wasn't. I won't say with air quotes, it wasn't a trip of a lifetime, meaning like it wasn't a once and done. It wasn't a one-time thing. It was, we've been here. We love it. We're back again. And we're going to have different experiences every time. But still, how many pictures do I really need of Hawaii? So my goal ahead of time was first priority, family. First priority, relationships. Connecting with my favorite people, my husband, my kids. That was the important thing. And I actually wanted to align my documenting goals with that in terms of taking less pictures. I don't think that less pictures is the solution every time, but I do want to suggest this as a thought. If you are a very snap happy person, especially that's who I'm talking to, right? Right. So this isn't really for the, the person who's just getting into documenting or doesn't take a lot of pictures in the first place. I'm talking about people like me take a ton of pictures. I always do. We go to Hawaii and I have a goal from the beginning. That is that I am going in the spirit of reducing 
the amount of time I spend on my phone, and I'm not talking about pulling it out of my pocket to snap a picture because we all know, maybe you don't, any picture that I keep in my camera roll gets a quick little edit, right? So that's time, not a ton. It's actually really quick, but it's still time, and I want less time on my phone and more time with my family. And so the goal that I set um, at the beginning of this particular trip to Hawaii was something I called Daily Dozen. I decided to take no more than 12 pictures a day. Now, I know that seems crazy because if you're in a place that's incredibly picturesque like Hawaii, hello, if you've been there or even if you haven't been there, you know. This place is like magic wonderland and it is gorgeous and I want to photograph every detail and that's fine and I've done that and that's my point. I've done that. So let's maybe pare back this time. Let's just take a handful of pictures every day and guess what's plenty? 12 pictures a day was plenty. It's a number I made up. Guys, this isn't a rule. I'm not suggesting that you do this. I'm sharing an experience that really enhanced my experience. And that was that even if I did snap more than 12 pictures, because it's not like I was sitting there in my camera roll all day long counting to see how many pictures I had left. Some days I was taking 20, 25 pictures, but I would delete the ones that didn't make the cut. And I would keep only those pictures that really sang to my soul, spoke to my heart, and stood out as what I felt like my family would value in those pictures and memories from years years from now, right? Right. And let me tell you, that experience was not only incredible for me, but I shared, as I do, on Instagram stories along the way what I was doing. And there is something that struck a chord with so many people in our documenting community. Well, I can't talk. Community. I don't... I can't say why that was for you, but if you feel that now or if you felt it when I originally shared it, I think the reason is it's because for people like you and me who maybe take a ton of pictures, that sometimes it feels so good to just step back, slow your roll, chill out, back off, bring it down a notch, and simmer down. Well, and I love because as as Beck was telling me about this daily dozen thing, my immediate response was like, oh, that'd be a really bad thing for me to do because I have a hard time even like getting started taking pictures. But, but I that, actually, as I'm thinking about it now, yeah. I actually like it for both sides of the coin, right? Okay. Because you know, people who are documenting and so good at having the intention of documenting those experiences and memories that maybe it's good for them to scale back and to, to be more present and to be more intentional with that, that they the pictures they take, but then you have people on the other side of the coin who 12 pictures is probably more than they've ever taken in their whole life. It's true. And so having that 12 goal, I really love for whatever end of the spectrum or wherever you are in the middle, it really is a good number for wherever you're at with your documenting, whether that inspires you to take a few more pictures or has you scale back to take a few less pictures. That daily dozen really gives you a target. That is an awesome way to document your experiences on your trips. Absolutely. Okay, let me give you another example because that was kind of numerical. I was putting a quantity on it and that was my goal for that particular trip. Um, But another thought is to think about something creative that might spark your interest or motivate you. Maybe that's the better really way to put it. Really help you to notice details is yes. I think what this does. Yes. And I'm going to talk more about details, but this one in particular was when um, David and I and the kids went to Europe a few years ago. Um, this was not a plan that I had ahead of time. And so I want to bring this up. Um, be open to the inspiration that you feel while you're traveling. That was one of the coolest 
documenting experiences of my life was we were sh- we showed up to Europe. We were in several different countries during this particular trip. And it struck me while we were there and I was snapping pictures like I do of details. I had taken a couple of pictures of circular shaped things. And then I was like, oh my gosh, you know, what'd be so cool is that if I just look for circles throughout our travels and I take pictures of these circular shapes and you know, what's even better involving the kids. So guess what? My whole family was involved and we would find and look for details. So when I say I experience being present, even on a more enhanced level when I travel because of my documentation, I actually mean it. Does this make sense? So my whole family was like looking for these details around Europe that we would have never noticed if we weren't looking to take pictures of them. Well, I'll put that in the show notes as well, but I took lots of pictures of circles around Europe and we called it my our European circles. It's another kind of theme that I chose, which I, again, I shared on Instagram um, at the time and people loved it because it's so easy. It's doable. Now, another thing that we've done is um, many years ago when we were in Estonia, we were in the town of Tallinn, the city of Tallinn, Estonia, and I was enthralled by the doors of Tallinn. And so I took pictures of all these different doors and created a collage called Doors of Tallinn that I actually just because this is back in the day and I did things differently as like a blogger and I created a poster out of it for myself, but then I shared it with people just for fun, just for free. And that became my creative exercise of that particular trip. Another thing that we've done is focus less on, I say we, but you know, I'm the documenter in the family, so stick with me here. Um, but focusing less on pictures and more on video. And we've done that too, where I really am all about the video and less about snapping those quick snapshots. And so it doesn't matter what your documenting goal is. The point is, is if you have a thought, an idea um, ahead of time, then go with that. If you get inspired, not until you get there, awesome. But looking for something to do that gets you focused and excited and motivated about documenting your trip, that's the point. For sure. All right. Now let's talk about what kinds of pictures to take, because as we mentioned, Becky and I traveling in Italy recently tons of dms in fact i can't remember the last time i had so many messages from people with all the questions and all of the thoughts about how they felt like they were traveling with us and just gratitude for sharing and that sort of thing now along the lines of those comments and questions one of the main questions that i got was about what kinds of pictures to take and there's just not a formula for this that is perfect there just isn't I will say that in my online course, Photo Tips and Workflow, I really talk a lot about the kinds of photos that we should take. And in fact, it doesn't seem like it goes hand in hand, but it totally does. The yearbook class is very, very deeply involved in talking about, in life in general, not just travel, the kinds of pictures that we want to be taking that we oftentimes overlook. So anyway, for what it's worth, content richly covered is in the classroom about this this topic. Having said that, let me talk about, for just a minute, about what kinds of pictures I think get um, overlooked when you're traveling. The number one thing I want you to realize is that you should not be overthinking this. I think that a lot of people have this idea that 
not this idea. They put so much pressure on themselves to document perfectly and they create this list of every picture they want to take. And that's fine. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But really, I have found that the less I overthink things, the more successful I feel with my efforts. And probably the more you're actually capturing real experiences. Yes, because you're of in the to moment. Your experiences match what you're thinking you should be capturing, right? That is such a good way to put it. Put it because if you go with your... If you go on a trip and you have this idea in mind that you've got to get this, that, and the other, then you know what I think? I think you set yourself up for disappointment. Right. I'm not saying you shouldn't have goals. My goodness, find the goals, follow the goals, reach for the goals. But if you are expecting of yourself that you're going to capture it this way and that way, and you have it down to all these details that really aren't that important and you don't reach those goals, then it's like, uh, you know, you might feel a little bit discouraged. Now, um, with that said, I think it's really inspiring while you're traveling to watch for details that speak to you. What am I talking about? Think about Becky when we were in Italy, right? Mm -hmm. Think about your favorite places. We have different favorite places, exactly how it should be, right? For me, it was Pompeii. Holy cow. No, it's everywhere. Let's be honest. It was everywhere that we went. But there was something special and different about Pompeii that spoke to my soul. Do I have to explain that? I don't. It doesn't matter. That's not the point. The point is that for me personally, going through Italy and going to Pompeii specifically, for example, I felt things. I noticed things. I noticed textures. I noticed colors. I noticed details of this place that was buried and ash for all those years, a couple thousand years, and was uncovered and felt completely inspired and fascinated and thankful to be in this place. So what did I take pictures of? Whatever spoke to me. I got down low. I stepped back. I got in close. I looked up a wall. I looked down a wall. I looked down the street. I I played around with fun, fun techniques that I teach in my photo tips class that I love to do sometimes. I just took pictures of whatever I wanted. And guess how long my list was before I went there? I didn't have a list. That's well, because the point. Never been. You didn't know no. really what you were walking into and what you were about to experience. And I think that actually enhanced kind of your documenting because you didn't have any of these like preconceived notions about what your pictures should or could look like from Pompeii. That's exactly right. And I didn't even like feel that and would have been able to articulate that Becky until we went yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. you're, you're totally spot on. So be open, right? Show up to places without such a strict plan for yourself and just know that being in a different place alone, which we talked about in episode 25, will inspire you. But one thing that's a very tangible tip, no matter where you go, that I would recommend three things, or it's kind of like two things, but get close shots and far shots. A lot of people will stand a, um, a medium distance, a medium distance. Yeah. They will take the point and shoot kind of, um, yeah. kind of mentality where really like, say you walk in when she says like you feel something, say we've all walked into a place and, and thought, man, that, that tree with the flowers on it is so beautiful. So one way to document that tree would be to step way back and take a picture of the tree and its surrounding environment and then get really close to the tree, get an inch or two away from the blossoms mm-hmm. and try to take a really up close picture oh my gosh becky you're talking like a documenter I, you guys i seriously don't know what's happening but i seriously am getting it like i feel you are getting the it light pull and and i will say this too when we were in iceland was kind of like the beginning of my desire of documenting and becky was with me which obviously not all of us can travel with becky higgins every time but she in maybe 20 minutes 
with some information she taught me out of this photo tips and workflow, taught me content out of it that changed my documenting forever. Because if you have a phone and there are a few small things you can put on your phone for free and it will change your documenting forever. It is simple. It's so simple, I promise you. It's so much more simple than you would think, right? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And I your had documenting no idea. has grown leaps and bounds. And by the way, if I haven't told you, like some of our very best pictures from the entire Italy trip. And that, Iceland too. Your and Iceland. And Iceland. You're, yeah, yeah. you're totally right. You know where I'm going with this. We're taken by the mm-hmm. one and only Becky Prophet. And also Mel took some really good pictures yes. of us too. But I feel really good about just that simple information that just kind of flipped a switch in me that I, now I know how to do it. And I just yes. love the pictures I take. Yes, I do too. And I'm thankful. I'm really thankful to be to travel with people who take good pictures because sometimes you have enough selfies and enough pictures from your vantage point and sometimes you just need to be in the pictures right yeah so um i guess that would be a point right there hand the dang phone over let other people take pictures with you in them please be in the pictures the point isn't looking at the eiffel tower the point is that you were at the eiffel tower right Right, the point isn't the trees in the forest where you camp. The point is that you and your family were in the trees in the forest camping together. Be in the pictures. I want to encourage you also to take more candid pictures. Please don't feel like every picture that has people in it needs to be them looking at the camera and saying cheese. Please back off of that a little bit. I promise you, this isn't for me. You guys know, I'm never, I'm not going to see your pictures. This is for you. You will love the pictures so much in your life, your entire life, not just your travels, where you have more candid expressions, where people are not looking and making eye contact with the lens and smiling with their teeth. That isn't what people pictures have to be about. And when you're traveling, capture the expression of people looking at places. One of my favorite pictures that I took, actually, actually several of them in Italy on this recent trip was of... Becky or her husband or Taylor and his brother or David or someone else that I was traveling with that it was without them even knowing of them just admiring the view. And I, it didn't take away from my experience enjoying the view myself. In fact, I felt more richly blessed to be in this place because I could see through my lens the person admiring the place, if that makes any sense. Like it's, it's a documented it's a documenter brained thing to say, and I realize that, but I feel it, and it blesses my life. Truly. But what a blessing for me, even as as some of you know, sometimes the, the person in those pictures that I don't just have a picture of the beautiful place where I was. I have a picture of myself experiencing the beauty of the place where I was, and that's where I'm saying it takes me back to that moment of awe, of wonder, of like that moment when I just was so overcome with like what I was seeing. Like that's what's being captured, right? Is that moment. Absolutely. And I want to relive that moment again and again. Well, I got to share something with you since you brought that up. Um, and I'm glad that you did is that, you know, we're not always traveling, traveling with other people, are we? Right? Like it's not always going to be like this group of people and certainly not this group of like documenters. But when it comes to capturing yourself, you don't always have to pass the camera over. When we were in Pompeii, I 
was so overcome with feelings that I didn't even know how to describe that I was just kind of on my own for a little bit. I think we all were kind of, you know, we wandered and we wandered together and we wandered apart and whatever. But there were a couple of times I just held that camera up, flipped that lens around and took a selfie because I wanted to remember the feeling in the moment right then and there. And I never want to forget it. And even now, a couple of weeks later, I look back at the picture and I'm like, I'm there. I feel like I was there just yesterday, you know, so take, take the selfies. Now, a couple quick tips about video because we're not going into video deeply, but I just wanted to mention because people did ask when it comes to video, a couple things. First of all, same principle as with taking photos, take your wide angles and get close up and do some close up detail shots because that will help you to relive the experiences and the places and the sights and the sounds. And the other tip is to be sure that when you are panning across Um, That means like if you're kind of moving your camera across and just showing like a larger area or whatever, pan slowly. Take your time because if you're truly wanting to relive that experience, you got to slow down a little bit because your eyes can't keep up with a fast panning motion. And then the other thing about video that's worth mentioning is that on this Italy trip, I decided to experiment with the GoPro and I brought it because I regretted not bringing it to Iceland and I'm not really a big fan of the GoPro for that kind of travel. So my point is this. It's not actually GoPro or not GoPro. It's you need to decide for yourself how you want to video if you're planning to video. And what I mean by that is with the GoPro, I learned very quickly after two days of using the GoPro in Italy that that really is meant more for like action, like for rafting or hiking. It's or, meant for adventuring it when is. you do not have your hands accessible, right? Totally, totally. And the mis- not the mistake, actually. I don't like that word. The learning experience that I had was using the GoPro at first. What was I dealing with now? Two things. I had my phone because I was taking pictures and I had the GoPro. So I was switching back, back and forth from pulling out the GoPro or using my phone. And I was like, wait, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And so just think through that before you get on the trip. That's my point. All right. Now, a couple of questions that have been asked that I wanted to specifically address. Um, First of all, there were some questions about um, when I was sharing Instagram stories, people were like, how did you get the locals in your video like like was that awkward did you ask them did you like when you were in the stores you have to ask permission and I remember one person in particular saying I want to include that kind of stuff in my documenting when we travel but I don't want to come across like touristy friends who cares that is just a thought Mm -hmm. how you come across is nobody else's business it doesn't even matter as long as you're being courteous and considerate and respectful and following rules of course don't take pictures where you're not supposed to that sort of thing but like when I was in that shop in where were we Florence no Rome I don't even remember where did I get the yellow shoes wherever Uh, I was that was in Rome Yes, it was in Rome. You're, you're right. Mm-hmm. So when we were in Rome and I found that I fell in love with a pair of yellow high tops that I just had to have and it was kind of a fun experience. Well, I took video in the store because let me tell you what, there's not a restaurant or a retailer that wouldn't love you documenting their place. Right. People take pride in their businesses, sharing about them. Like who wouldn't love that? Now, when it comes to the people, that's the real question. It's not hard, guys. Just ask. You just ask. You just ask. You say, is this okay? I, I, this is such a special experience. Do you mind? In fact, my friend, my new BFF that sold me those shoes, I'm like, do you mind doing some video? And he's like, are you kidding me? This is so fun. And then he had me yeah. follow him on Instagram and it was just such a fun thing. And all you have to do is just ask, don't feel awkward about it. That is your choice. You get to choose if you're going to feel awkward about it. So you know what I don't feel? I don't feel awkward. I just ask. It's not a big deal. 
The next question that I got um, a lot was about sharing pictures with travel companions. I'm going to say it in two short answers. Answer number one, iCloud photo sharing. Answer number two, I explain in detail in my photo tips and workflow class all about this. Not because it's complicated, but I share several tips and tricks surrounding this idea of sharing pictures with your travel companions that just warrants more explanation and more importantly, video demonstration. I actually like show you how we do it and it works and it's awesome and it's fun. And I'll tell you every day at the end of every day, at least once a day, right? When Mm -hmm. we travel with this group, we are all uploading and sharing and putting our pictures in a shared iCloud folder so that we can all benefit. And And I love it because sometimes Becky takes pictures of me that I'm not aware of and I love those experience pictures and we all try to do the same for her and I just love seeing the variety of pictures mm-hmm. from the people that we travel with it really makes a well-rounded kind of documenting experience I do too and some of my favorite pictures truly are the ones that actually came from someone else's camera and that's coming from someone who is a devoted loyal documenter mm-hmm. right and that's because I get to be in some of those pictures that I either didn't know were taken or that they were just offering to take or that I asked them to take. Or sometimes I'm like, this is a really good picture. Get over here and get in this with David. Oh my gosh. I think you more than any of us actually on this last trip to Italy found, we call them the couple spots. Oh my gosh, this is where everyone needs their couple shot. I'm good at the lover photos is what it is. (laughs) It is. It's true. And we got some really good ones. Cute pictures. Seriously. um, With our husbands and experiencing that trip with the people we love the most. For sure. We sure did. And I got to say, Becky, I was just thinking that in terms of show notes, because we're about done here, in the show notes, I am not going to share all these specific pictures that I'm referring to because if you go to my Instagram store, my Instagram, well, my Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. And you know how all those little circles are called highlights and they are basically like featured stories that you can save for a long time. I know a lot of people don't understand that, so I'm explaining it. Well, I have a circle that is called travel and I have a circle that is called travel book. Um, Anything that says travel, you guys, check those out. You will see all of the best of of the documenting that I did, the tips that I shared. I shared a lot of documenting tips along the way as I was in the moment and feeling things and thinking things. And it's totally worth checking that out if this interests you at all. And I think it does because you're listening to this episode. Totally. All right. One last question that I will address that we got from someone is that um, the question about like, what about those details that you want to remember? Do you document along the way so that you don't forget or do you wait until the end or how do you want to do that? Um, the, again, no right or wrong. My way, isn't the, my way isn't the best way. I'm just telling you what I do. First of all, when we travel, I make sure that my, what's that called, Becky, when you can turn on your location on your photos, oh, your, um, you go in, um, it's location. Yeah. It's location on. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. So you yeah. go into like your camera, your photos, your camera, and you make sure that you turn that on so that that's in the metadata. That's actually a part of like the file name of your pictures when you take them so that if you need to go back and go, Oh, that's right. That was in Pisa or mm-hmm. whatever. Then that really helps you. I mentioned this because I usually have my location, um, turned off because I don't need people to dive in deep and find out where I am for every picture I'm taking locally. Right. Right. Like that doesn't make sense. And I'm careful about that just because of the business that I run. And so, and the social media that I'm sharing. So that's one little tip. The other thing is that if you are feeling really, um, insistent that you remember specific details that you know that you will forget, this is very simple. 
carry a small notebook with you. I know where to find a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shop BeckyHiggins.com just happens to have the very best notebooks on the planet. And they're really a great size for travel. They are. Anyway. They fit in every little bag. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to throw in that sales pitch. But really what this is about is whatever small notebook you decide to take with you, take it with you and keep it with you. Or, you know, it's even easier not having a notebook at all and just putting it in your notes on your phone. Your notes right? on your phone. Totally. Now, guess how many notes I took during our trip to Italy? How many? Zero. Why? I took more than zero because I really like my notepad on my phone. Yeah. And I know that, I know that actually I, I would be willing to bet that most people, well, most of the girls, maybe all of you did. I don't know. Anyway, I did not take any notes. And the reason why is because I just made a conscious decision that it didn't matter. It was fine. I was going to be able to remember and figure out whatever I needed to remember and figure out at the end of this trip. And as it turns out, I decided that the way that I would ultimately document, meaning ultimately hold in my hands the memories of this Italy trip, is two parts. No, it's three. Just kidding. Number one, I made a video of it. It's actually done. I just need to pop music on top and it's good to go. Okay. I'm not getting into that because we're not talking about video deeply. But anyway, it's done. It's amazing. It's so much fun. And Becky, you're going to love it. I can't wait. You're welcome, by the way. Seriously. This is the benefit <laughs> of traveling with Becky Higgins is I'm getting to be quite the documenter, but man, she just covers all the bases. I just take care of it. It's awesome. <laughs> Number two, we have a family yearbook, which I, I will never want to not talk about because it's so amazing to keep up with a yearbook throughout the year. It's a chronological documentation of your experiences and your memories and your photos throughout the year. Well, Italy is just me and David, and that will be just one layout in the family yearbook. That's mm-hmm. it. Having said that, toward the end of the trip, in fact, Becky, I think it was that last day. I don't know if you remember, but I felt so inspired. Almost in an instant, it came to me that I wanted to create a coffee table book. What I mean by coffee table book is I'm not even going to worry about the journaling. That isn't even the point. It's yeah. not. It doesn't even matter because I'm going to include some highlight journaling in the layout that I do for the family yearbook. But really... I am so in love with the pictures that I took in Italy because they take me right back. I feel like I'm there when I look at these pictures. And so on the plane, literally we're not even on U.S. soil yet. And I spend just a couple of hours of that very long flight home creating a photo book that is purely photos. And you've seen it, so you know. It's beautiful. It's a photo book that's also in my stories, my highlight stories, my feature stories. So you can check it out. But it is so beautiful and it doesn't have to be with journaling now why did I decide to do that because I knew that if I eliminated that one thing that sometimes keeps people from documenting at all I gave myself the permission to just let it go and not worry about it yes the date is on there and yes the names of all of our friends are in there because that's important to me and yes the names of each of the places that are featured throughout the book are in there Who, what, when, where, that was it. Like who cares about anything else right now because this book is all about the beauty and the pictures and the textures and the colors and that's it. And I have that book in my hands. I got it within a week of getting back home Mm -hmm. and I am obsessed. I am so happy with it and it's all possible because I did it entirely, including the ordering directly through the Project Life app. It's beautiful and I kind of feel like a dummy because... The coffee table book of like a photographic um, representation of Mm. countries is the thing that Taylor and I buy as kind of our souvenir. I love that you do that. We go home from every country. And so I am so excited 
to realistically probably take your book and pop in pictures of Taylor and I instead of you and David. And I'm sure the heck can. And have that be our coffee table book because, man, what a great keepsake from your trip. Totally. I need more things in my house, but, man, I love, love, love your book. It turned out so beautifully. Thank you. I have some good news for you. What? You're going to love this. What? You may know this, but you may not. I don't know. I actually don't know if you know this. Oh. Um. So I know that you've expressed that you want to do this book. And I was like, oh, Becky, that's so easy. I can totally swap out or you can swap out like the pictures, the ones that are of me and David making out in front of the bridge. Because I have ones of Venice. Taylor and I making out in every exactly. one of those locations. Exactly. Because that picture idea was your idea. Mm-hmm. Well, I was telling you that's so easy. And I'm like, I could totally do that for you. Well, I wasn't even thinking in that moment, but I wanted to make sure you know and that everybody knows when it comes to traveling with other people, making pages or photo books through the Project Life app. When you go to export a page in terms of like backing it up or whatever, you can export an editable backup. Every page that oh, I created, awesome. I am going to, I promise you right now, I'm going to export it as an editable backup, throw it in Dropbox, sister, for you and our other friends, and I will share that Dropbox with you so that then you can pull those pages that are already done. You're welcome. Love it. Pull them up in your app, swap out the pictures that you want to swap out. You can keep all of them, but really, you don't need to see me and David making out everywhere in Italy, do you? Maybe I'll keep them. I, I mean, we'll see. it depends, right? But that's it. And you just swap them out. And guess how long that book will take you to make? Five minutes. Pretty much. Basically five minutes. Just saying. You're welcome. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for that. What a gift. Yeah. That's a really, really cool feature in the Project Life app. Really, really cool. Okay. I think I have covered the main things that I wanted to cover. Could I talk about documenting all the live long day? Why, yes, I could. But Mm -hmm. in terms of travel, I really wanted to touch on those main questions that you guys asked through the DMs and through, you know, social media. And I feel like at the end of the day, and I will say this forever and always until the day that I die, it is so important that you connect with a way of documenting that really makes sense for you. And yes, it should change and evolve. Yes, be open. Yes, allow yourself to try new things. Don't box yourself into the way that you A, think it should be done or B, the way you used to do it. Because guys, that's not the point. The point is to allow yourself to change and evolve so that you keep it exciting, you keep it fun, and you have a great experience documenting, not just experiencing life. There you go. Good job, girl. Thank you. That is a mic drop moment. And I'll just conclude with documenting can add to your experience in life totally 100 percent. it does add to your experience not can it will and it will help you to recall those experiences in the future it's a really good and important thing so start wrapping your mind around how you want to document and re-experience those things that you do in your life absolutely thanks for that you can check out the photo tips and workflow class at classroom com. I really recommend you do that. That was my starting point with figuring out how to document and how I wanted to document my experiences. So go check that out. For sure. And be sure that you're staying in touch with us on social media. We love connecting with you guys. Becky and I both enjoy the stories on Instagram so much because we feel like that's our best place to really interact with you even more. The podcast is definitely that as well, but there's something about the stories and and seeing your DMs and responding to you and engaging with you that way that is so much fun. So we are Becky Higgins LLC and Becky Proudfit, and you can find us there. 
And um, as always, we're so grateful that you not only show up and listen and prioritize having us as a part of your life, but when you share about the podcast and you tell people about anything that we're doing at Becky Higgins and, of course, with Cultivate a Good Life here on the show, it means so much to us. It really does. So thank you for leaving your reviews on iTunes. Thank you for tagging your friends when we post about it. Thank you for just having that chit chat with the people that you care about, about the ways that you feel like you are benefiting and feeling inspired to cultivate a good life. All right. On that note, we love you. Have a great rest of your week and we'll be with you next week. Take care. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Testing, 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 test a little bit more. Testing, 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 okay. test a little closer. Testing. That closer. was red. That was red. Testing. I feel like my red to not red ratio is like really tiny. You're really good. I really feel good about this because the last couple, what the heck with your mic, but no, this sounds good. It really does. And okay. no concerns. Okay. Good. Let's do this. Let's do this.